The opinions expressed on this program may be considered offensive, crude, or politically incorrect. They are merely those of the speakers and not of the affiliates and or sponsors. <laughs> Welcome to the 43rd episode of Multiple Perspectives, the podcast where we take a look at controversial issues from many points of view. Coming up on today's episode, Pokemon Go bringing society together, celebrating the murders of cops, and Black Lives Matter compared to the civil rights movement. I'm your host, Kay, and joining me every week is Pokemon Master, Joe. How's it going, Joe? I'm doing wonderful. How about you, man? I'm doing okay. Uh, how is the Pokemon Go going in your life? You're playing, right? You're obviously playing. It's, it's not going anywhere, man. <laughs> I'm not playing. You're obviously um, a Pokemon Master, whatever that means, right? Yeah, I am a Pokemon Master in my previous life when I was maybe five years old. I mean, but all my f- who's who's playing in your life? What, what what kind of what kind of gameplay have you witnessed? Uh, I witnessed all my uh, my brothers, my cousins. Beyond the Pokemon Go app, everyone. So, is is there a reason you're not playing? Oh, one, my phone. I can't even download the app. Okay, Two, because you you have a Nokia Sidekick, right? No, no, it's something. Yeah, it, it is a Microsoft phone, so it's a Windows phone. I can't. There's been protests about that too, adding it, but. Yeah, I don't, plus too, I'm too tired to do that stuff, man. I mean, it's interesting. I walked around with my cousins yesterday and my brothers. Okay, so I don't really got time for that. As someone who's not, ain't nobody got time for that. As someone who's not familiar with Pokemon at all, can you explain to me how the 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 whole thing works? And also for those listeners who don't know, what is Pokemon? What is the objective? What's the story? Why are people doing this? So I believe first, uh, I think people are doing it. One, it's interesting, a new type of game, new type of technology. And and two, it's kind of like nostalgic for us kids in the 90s. Uh, I know that you didn't really watch or play growing up, but a lot of us. Regular people, you mean? No, not regular people. (laughs) (laughs) Regular people watch it. Is that what you're trying to say here? All us brainwashed people when we were children. I, I was yeah, too busy with listening to Infowars when I was six. <laughs> yeah, back in the nineties. So, so Pokemon. What people don't, if people who don't know, Pokemon, I think is short for Pocket Monster. So, the objective is to uh, quote catch them all, become a trainer. It's it's like uh, a character in in a cartoon. A character would, you know have these pocket monsters with them and he'd go on these adventures to catch Pokemon. And pretty much for those who don't understand you as a Pokemon trainer own these own and train these Pokemon to fight for you and you could fight other people's Pokemon with it. I mean, so you own these things. Is there ever going to be a point where we start saying that you don't really own Pokemon, you know, because they're real beings. So, Pokemon lives matter too, right? Yeah, like like a vegan activist. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh, so that's why you're not playing. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe in pet ownership. That Wait, stuff do, is animal Do vegans abuse. really not believe in pet ownership? I'm actually more of a, I wouldn't own a pet myself, man. It's like, because I want to be able to take care of it. 
You know, a, Pokemon, awesome. uh, a Pokemon is imaginary, so well, I get taken care of that. <laughs> well, you know what I did play? I, uh, those little Tamagotchi monsters. Oh, yeah, man. That's, yeah. That stuff was hard, man. It, it yeah. died if you don't take care of it. <laughs> yeah, you wake up and you look at it and there's axes over the eyes because you didn't uh, feed it. In, in third grade, I remember a, uh, a student whose who's Tamagotchi was taken away from him because he was playing in class. By the end of the year, we took it out of the door. And it was, it dead. was dead, man. It was dead. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of sucks. So isn't Tamagotchi pretty much just Pokemon? I mean, what is the fascination of owning pets and having them fight or having them back? Because you could battle Tamagotchis too, right? You could really? link I don't them up together. That. I don't know, man. Maybe well, it's human let, dominance. Let, let, let's let's just take it. Okay, let's take a tangent from what we have planned for the episode. Uh, the show Beyblade. Yeah, those are monsters in little spinny dreidels. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. How come that show wasn't as popular, or that whole game or concept wasn't as popular as Pokemon? What What's so think, different about Pokemon that makes it so popular? I think I think Pokemon actually uh, appeals to both sexes, in my opinion, to girls and. So to you're are you, are you saying women don't like dreidels? No, I don't think so. I think the Beyblade, you know, the concept of like, you know, spinning tops and dreidels. I don't think it appealed to to girls that much compared to Pokemon. Are because they're Pokeballs? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. What what about Digimon? What is that? Can you tell me what that is? Oh, uh, Digimon. Yeah, uh, growing grew up in the '90s too. That came later, way later on. It, it was kind of similar, but I think Digimon was like, uh, you know how like the computer age was coming up. These monsters come from, I think, like a program, just like the Matrix. But it's not like in Pokemon where they're actually like, in Pokemon, the creatures were part of the universe. So they were tangible Digimon, creatures. They tangible creatures. Well, in Digimon, I think they were like produced through digital, I don't know, programming. Okay. This is all very confusing to me. Yeah, all if you don't understand it, man, you got to watch the show, man. I'm not going to watch the show, man. I'm 24 years old. I'm not going to watch Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, is it, you can watch it, man. Just watch the movie. You'll understand. Maybe. There's a movie? Yeah, a Pokemon movie, the first one. Pokemon movie. I think it came out in 19... Some, somewhere in sometime in the 90s. You're about to spew out the Wikipedia IMDB information, aren't you? No, no. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's move along to actual stuff that matters, which is articles. Which is yes, articles. <laughs> you know, you know, even those Pokemon. Talking about going to, you know, fighting Pokemon might cause injuries in real life, according to CBSNews.com. A title, a title, article title: Doctors issue a warning about how to avoid Pokemon Go injuries, just like texting. Playing Pokemon Go can cause injuries. He's saying catching a Pokemon a day does not keep the doctor away. The American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons has issued a warning for those who be who are walking around transfixed with a mobile game sensation Pokemon Go. So He's telling you did to you, walk have carefully. You seen, have you seen this happen? No, I've seen a guy. I think I suspected playing while he was driving, though. I think. It's hard to tell because everyone already had their phone up to their face. So I Correct. can't really tell who's playing Pokemon and who isn't. 
I mean, I, I think if I walk around with my phone, people would think I pl- I'm playing Pokemon. But really, I'm no. just looking at Infowars.com. <laughs> you know, what I notice is uh, in the game, to capture a Pokemon, you kind of have to uh, keep your phone upward. I think people who are just texting and, and, and walking, they will look down more. While people playing the game, they will keep their phone more uh, to eye level, in my opinion. Okay. So, reading through the article, I mean, I think the article is a bit redundant. All it's saying is just be careful when you're playing Pokemon Go. That's all it's saying. <laughs> yeah. I, the, 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 you know, the advice that the article is, is trying to tell you is pretty much basic advice you should follow regardless if you're playing Pokemon Go or not. Do you so, know what that's called? What is that? Common sense. Common sense. It's, okay, and I, I knew you were going to say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dr. Alan S. Hillebrand from uh, the AAOS, which is the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, uh, says that we love that these games are bringing children and adults outdoors and encouraging exercise. And we're going to get back to that statement in just a second. But we also want everyone to be mindful of their surroundings as they enjoy this activity. Walking while looking at your phone can result in sprains, broken bones, or other serious, even fatal injuries. So, pretty much, don't walk around with your phone if you're not aware of your surroundings. I mean, there's already stories of people texting and crossing the road and getting hit by a car. And it's a possible chance that the person who was driving the car was also texting. So, or playing Pokemon Go, man. Right, or playing Pokemon Go. So he, <laughs> he says that, uh, you know, the game is encouraging people to go outdoors and exercise. Do you really think that's happening? I really don't think so. I think it is, actually, from what I observed, man. I, I've seen, it's odd, man, like in my neighborhood and, you know, where I was yesterday. You see people walking around just because of this game. I've seen people, uh, I went grocery shopping and I've seen people just outside in the middle of the night, man, here at City Hall. Just walking around when they wouldn't be normally doing that. It is a, it is an adventure game, like certain places you got to go to catch certain Pokemon. So it makes people walk. It does give exercise, but it isn't like intense exercise while you're running. Okay, at what point are people going to say, you know, this game is just too, too much. I'm not going to walk around. Is there going to be a point like that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe once they catch it, they once okay. they catch them all. Is is catching a Pikachu? Does does catching a Pikachu outweigh the fact that you have to walk to get to it? <laughs> does it? <laughs> I think for some people, man, Would they're very you? obsessed with the game. No, man, I, <laughs> for me, it's not worth it. But it is an interesting concept. Augmented reality is what they call it. Okay, this all new right. Technology. So, what what's next? You know, after, do you remember Angry Birds? That that game blew up as well. You know, it, correct, as correct. big as this, if not bigger. And the whole commotion with that died within a few weeks or a few months. Is Pokemon Go something that's going to live on? Or is it going to die within a few weeks? You know, trends, uh, fads, they go in a circle. Yeah, I think I think it's going to die off eventually. But the, the, the only way to keep people interested is to add more Pokemon. The, this Pokemon is like the uh, the first show where just in, in, in the show, in a TV show, from what I understood, 
there are certain areas of the map with certain Pokemon, and this one is like the first season. They don't have every Pokemon in there. So, so they might keep, they were, they're already planning different seasons. They're going to keep adding. So they're going to keep adding. That's what. Here, I here's the thing. From from our years of of, of you know going to school, uh, working in the corporate world, and working in the blue collar world, we uh, it, what's the number one thing we learn? It's all about the money. Correct. So who's benefiting off of all this? Well, I see the people who's benefiting from this is some some small businesses and some big businesses like coffee shops, pizza places, some restaurants. Well, who created Pokemon Go? Who is that guy? Or that who is it? Uh, I think it's like a, I don't know, I have it on an article somewhere. I know, yeah, Nintendo is the ones who created Pokemon, but that group who created it is from like uh, they're the ones who worked on Google Maps. Okay. Well, well the, the the apps are free. So how does a free app make money? Is it through ads or something like that? That's what I believe it is. I didn't see any ads from what my brother showed me. Maybe there is some ads. I don't really know if they're even making money off of it. Okay, well, is Pokemon Go stealing your information and selling it to marketers? Or well, not technically stealing. Every time you agree to something, you're pretty much signing your life away. Yeah, uh, I think I think that I didn't read the terms of agreements. I think most people didn't read the terms. Nobody <laughs> reads the T's and T's. They probably are selling your information by mapping. I mean, there are already conspiracies out there that it's to take pictures inside your house or something like that. Okay, well, but, yeah, that might be possible as well, but then, you know, every app has that uh, accusation. So, you mentioned the coffee shops and the pizza parlors are benefiting off of this. How? It's because certain areas are dedicated, like, uh, gym, Pokemon gyms. So, people would gather to that place to, you know, like, claim their claim their spot, being the Pokemon master of that gym. Wait, so, who... who who decides what is a gym? Who decides that you know, I don't know Tony's Pizza is a gym? I have no idea. Okay, so I think it's like a random algorithm or something. I'm not really sure. Okay, so what what if the algorithm or whatever it is decides that uh, you know Tony the uh, Tony the pedophile's house is a gym? I think that actually might have happened, man. <laughs> some people's really? houses, some people's houses um, became Pokemon gyms, and people were like. Hanging out in front of people's houses and stuff and piss people off. Yeah, I've actually seen signs that say, you know, hey, my yard is not a Pokemon gym. Stay the hell away from it. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know how they decide, man. It's something random. Okay. All right. So, let's look at the dark side of this. You know, it, what if it is Tony the pedophile's house that is the, the gym and all the kids go there? Is, is, is Pokemon Go, do, do they have a way preventing this from happening? No. No, I don't think so. It's it's teaching your kids, man. They're going to people's houses just because there's some imaginary Pokemon in there. Yeah, well, I, it's okay. Like, so it's 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 hard to to say what not to do and what to do now. I actually read a quote. I can't remember who it's from. A few weeks ago, it, it said that back in the '90s, uh, you know, you don't talk to strangers uh, on the internet. And you don't get into strangers' cars. But now, we literally use the internet to summon strangers to get into their car. <laughs> Interesting, man. Right? So, it's hard to, to, to actually decide what's dangerous now. Isn't it dangerous to be walking around the city hall at 2 a.m.? Yeah, I mean, 
our town is pretty safe, but it's still it's still pretty dangerous, man. You're going outside. You never know what's going to happen. And there has been stories and reports that people who are playing Pokemon Go get robbed because they're not paying attention to her. Robbed of Pokemon or robbed of actual money? Robbed of actual money, man. <laughs> can you rob the Pokemon? Can you do yes, that? Yes, you well? can. You could transfer. You could transfer it from other people's <laughs> phones and put it into yours or something like that. So there's Pokemon Go criminals as well. Correct. Just like in the cartoon, there's this uh, characters in the cartoon. They're named Team Rocket. They're trying to steal the hey, main characters' Pokemon. Well, I, I see a hat behind you in the room. Is that the Pokemon hat? The oh, red. yeah, that's, just, that's, my, that's my brother's <laughs> hat, man. It is. <laughs> wow. That's my turn. Yeah, okay. he, he he bought that at the mall, man. All right. A while back, before this game even I came out. He bought it before the game. Okay, I got it. Correct. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> well, basically, if you're playing Pokemon Go, just be aware of your surroundings. Don't be an idiot and, and do it while walking into traffic. So, let's move along to our next story here from New York Post. And uh, this one actually looks at the other side of what I'm complaining about which is basically how Pokemon Go is bringing people together. And there's an accent on the E in Pokemon. I didn't know that. Yeah, Pokemon. Is that how you pronounce Is that the real pronunciation? Some people say Pokemon and some people say Pokemon. Pokey, Pokey. All right, well, whatever. So the uh, writer of this article, her name is Lenora Skenazy, and uh, she writes that uh, Aaron Burrell and his three friends took the entrain to its last stop in Brooklyn Tuesday night. It was 3 a.m., and they were playing the game that is sweeping the country, Pokemon Go. They roamed the streets in a growing group group of about 20 African-Americans, whites, and Mexicans, almost all male, almost all in their 20s and 30s. Then a police car, uh, oh, well, it's not a police car. I read that wrong. A black unmarked car pulled up, and the windows rolled down, and it's four police officers. She, she made sure to make to make it clear that they're white cops. Correct. It's weird, though. She says, she says you know, whites on top uh, in, in that paragraph on top and then Caucasian cops. It's just the weird thing to know. The driver looked at Burrell, a 26-year-old Harlem resident who recently lost his job at Dollar Tree and informed him there's a Pikachu two blocks up near the school. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how he lost his job at Dollar Tree recently. Probably playing playing Pokemon. Was he playing this game? Yeah, probably. It doesn't say, but maybe that's the case. Who knows? I've also seen, you know, signs... These are all online, so you could be making them up, but it's funny regardless. Yeah. Uh, signs posted at retail stores that say, we're not paying you to catch monsters. And I was actually <laughs> at Safeway. I was, I was at Safeway yesterday, and I, I I saw a mother getting mad at her kid saying, you got to watch where you're going. Stop trying to catch invisible monsters in the store. <laughs> so, so, you know, that's, that's how it is. So the group thanked the cops, and they went running off to find it. The Pokemon, that is. So, this lady here, through this narrative, she's saying that uh, she's a middle-aged mom who never plays video games, but she actually became interested in this Poke moment. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she calls it. So, then she asked her friend's uh, son to to show her how everything works, and apparently she's really into it. Yeah. She's really into it. So, you know, I kind of like... That uh, it's, okay, I kind of like basically what the article is saying. 
but does it does it outweigh the fact that people are being dumb and walking in the traffic? I think in some. I mean, it does bring people together. I mean, getting injured it's a it's a side effect of this thing. But I mean, overall, I heard good stories about this game. It's actually bringing people who would never go outside to go outside and meet people, talk to them. It's kind of odd. Is it, is it changing your life? Because it's not changing mine. No, it's not changing my life at all. The only it's kind of making my life more annoying, actually, with people walking around. It's actually <laughs> having more pedestrians in our area than usual. Yeah, it feels like downtown now, even though we live in the suburbs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, overall, I heard there's good stories where, where people who are socially awkward would actually go outside and talk to people. Okay. You know, right. this, this article, this opinion, it's like, it kind of a little bit stretches it. You know, it's actually kind of... Br- she kind of brings in, you know, the uh, our other topic, the Black Lives Matter. Right. She, she, well, I like how she brings it in very subtly. Yeah. You know, it doesn't say, you know, oh, yeah, black people and white cops should play Pokemon together. But, yeah, this, you know, she kind of like, okay, all races are playing this game. We're playing together. She didn't it's, mention it's Asians, though. No, she nobody mentions us, man. Yeah, we never get mentioned, ever. <laughs> we only mention it. But look, look at the beginning of the story. 3 a.m. It was 3 a.m. Oh, keep in mind, this is New York, though. So, you know, 3 a.m. is pretty much regular for them to be out, outside and walking. Oh, I guess so. I've I never been there, so. I've been there. Uh, it's pretty much 3 a.m. People are walking around. If you so, go 3 a.m. where we live, man, it's like a... <laughs> it's like an abandoned town, man. Well, regardless of that, before Pokemon Go, it was pretty much an abandoned town 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. We're obviously exaggerating, but, uh, you know, I'm just trying to make a point. So, she wraps up with, maybe that's what we've been missing all along. Not more conversations and confrontations, just some way to get all of us playing together, humans with humans, with Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting article. Yeah, I, I see where she's coming from, but uh, you know, you know, it's I don't want to. I don't want to like. Uh, I don't want to put down what she's saying, but I don't really see this happening too much. Uh, I, th- I think it's happening. But some some people think, "What the heck is going on?" I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> who thinks that? I think most of the adults are the most. Uh, I, I remember yesterday uh, we were walking around in my cousin's area. They were playing Pokemon Go and we were trying to cross the street jaywalking, right? This guy got in, in the car, got angry because he had to stop because he thought we were crossing. He stopped, we crossed, and he's like, What the hell are these kids doing? Playing Pokemon. Yeah. You, so it, you just admitted that uh, you've committed a felony on. On air, so I don't think it's a felony. Man. Is, it, is it not a felony? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think it's a misdemeanor. Well, I'm misdemeanor. sending this to the cops. I don't know why jaywalking is illegal. Why is it called jaywalking? Anyways, it, who knows? But let's move I'll along talk, to our last talk. article on the segment here, and this is uh, back to the dark side of Pokemon. Uh, this is a story from the Guardian, Guardian that reads: New Hampshire police use Pokemon Go to lure fugitives to headquarters. Already sounds ridiculous. 
ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. So the police there are uh, posting on their Facebook things like, hey, there's a rare Pokemon here at the police station. Come check it out. (laughs) (laughs) And they're, they're actually inviting people whose names appear on the, you know, the fugitive list. They so, the top five hundred in their area, or right? So, like hey, John Smith, there's a there's a rare Pokemon here. Come check it out. And by the way, it's at the police station. Who's gonna fall for this? <laughs> Dumb criminals, man. And yeah, that's basically it. This has not worked. This has brought no criminals to the police station. No, I don't think so. If you were a criminal and you saw this on Facebook, would you fall for it? No, no, I don't think so. Even if you're really into Pokemon. I know. If, if you were like on drugs or something, maybe. But I don't think I'd get fooled by this. So the other side of this, like we mentioned before, is the other concerns about the app is it's being used to lure users into unsafe or inappropriate situations or locations. Yeah. So uh, saying last week, police in Missouri reported that armed robbers use the game to lure victims to secluded areas. How do you do that? I think, like, you say this is Pokemon here, or I think maybe some people, I don't know, they hack into the system and, like, yeah, wh- program. Why don't, why don't we do an experiment here? Let's go on Facebook after the show and just type in, there's a rare Pokemon at the park across my house, and let's see how many people show up. <laughs> well, I'm not maybe. even sure how it works at all. Like, if you catch the Pokemon, can can nobody else catch it? Or can everybody? I think nobody else could catch it. I think like, it's a one-time thing. If there's one thing there, I don't think only one person catch it. So why are like 30,000 people swarming to one park? Do they all think they're going to be the first one there? I think there might be. or I, I'm not really sure. Maybe there are multiples. But from what I understand, there's only one. It's like rare creatures. Like it's like powerful, powerful Pokemon they want to capture. Certain Pokemon are powerful than others. Have more moves, more, more attack power. But it's, it's dangerous. There are stories of bodies being found too. Well, well, that was well. You know, that's like the beginning of a CSI episode where it's two young teenagers playing Pokemon, and you know, hey Billy, I think there's Pokemon in that bush over there. And Billy goes over there and he opens the bush and it's just like a dead body. Yeah. And then and then it's the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it works. There's I swear to God, there's gonna be a show that has that exact opening. So yeah, you've heard it first on multiple perspectives. Let's take a quick break here before we come back and talk about Black Lives Matters or All Lives Matter. Which one is it? it Black Lives Matter. It, is that the one you go for? It's, you know, it's not a black or white issue. <laughs> no pun intended, man. Uh, all right. Well, we'll talk more about it once we get back. You're listening to Multiple Perspectives.
right, so before the break, we touched a little bit on Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. In my opinion, I think it's a unnecessary debate. It's a tagline for movement. You know, what's more important, the movement itself or the fucking tagline for it? The movement itself, man. Right. And the movement itself is being heavily criticized. Uh, and we'll actually go into a firsthand account of the reasons why it's being criticized as the last article on today's episode. But to jump in from Infowars.com, this, <laughs> did, did you mean to pick from Infowars.com? No, not really. I was just kind of This is showed up. Okay, this is written by Paul Joseph Watson, and it reads, Black Lives Matter supporters, Islamists, celebrate murder of Baton Rouge cops. So, going a little bit of background about what happened in uh, in Florida there. Was it Florida? Uh, Dallas, I believe. Dallas. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, Dallas. That's right. I I keep thinking Florida because all the crazy stories happen in Florida. But Baton Rouge is in Louisiana, though. Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge. We're not from there, obviously. It's French, I believe. It's a, yeah, it's it's a Creole. Cre- Creole. Creole? Cre- okay, whatever that is. Let's go into the story. So, uh, after, after you know, uh, the, the police shootings of unarmed black gentlemen, there has been recent stories of police being retaliated or retaliate retaliation against police by shooting policemen. There's a sniper in Dallas, I believe. And recently there's some shootings of police everywhere around the country. In the story, Twitter user Marlon X, whose profile suggests he is a member or supporter of the new Black Panther Party, tweeted his glee at the deaths within an hour of the news breaking of police being killed but Baton Rouge. No, I've never actually heard of the new Black Panther Party. Have you heard of that before? Yes, I have. So they're basically, what, the new chapter of the Black Panther movement? They are in a different level of the Black Panther <laughs> movement. So, So the Black Panthers... Um, a lot of people think that they were actually nonviolent, but, uh, that's not the case at all from things I've read. Obviously we didn't live during that age. Um, Samuel his, Jackson his, was a, it, it, yeah. And his, this guy's Twitter name is obviously a reference to what? Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm. exactly. So it's obvious that he's aligned with the same exact causes and the same exact strategy. And his Twitter reads, armed pigs meet political consequences in Ban Rouge. And then there's a whole bunch of like hashtags, which I'm not even going to go into because I don't know how hashtags work. There's one he puts, hashtag pigs in a blanket. Is, is, is that not offensive to people or, or what's going on? I think that's offensive to pigs, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you're <laughs> vegan. No, it, it is offensive, man. I mean... You're kind of like, you're black lives matter, but then the the lives of policemen don't matter. Most policemen, I think, aren't evil. You know, what you've seen of, of, of people getting shot by the police. The other policemen, man, they're just doing their job. I, don't, I think they actually are serving the community, but they're just like, they're also victims of this movement. You, you're going to get so much hate for saying that right there. I mean, I can, I can hear the listeners just cringing at what you're saying, and they're going to send me a whole bunch of messages and emails. If you're Black Lives Matter, 
What if the police officer that was killed was black? I mean, does it matter? And that that has already happened. Yeah, I, I was actually that, just scrolling through, and there were two black cops, I think, one or two, who were um, killed. Nobody talks about them. Yeah, the only issue with this is like, the, if you're if you're not with us, you're against us, kind of mentality. And, and who who else has that mentality? George Bush. <laughs> no, ISIS. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. So there's a there's a picture there. It's basically a political cartoon or whatever you call it of uh, presumable uh, it's presumably a guy uh, wearing all black and he is beheading yeah, a cop. Yeah, in, in in this cartoon he's wearing um it's not a cross, it's like the uh the Egyptian cross, the the I forgot what it's called. It's like the circle on top. And the bottom. I think he's one of the Black Panther members killing the cop. Would you have to take everything on here with a grain of salt? Why? Because it's Infowars.com. And yeah. regardless regardless of how many times Infowars.com says that they are not affiliated with any party or any spectrum or any, any part on the spectrum, the political spectrum, where do they land usually? Very far right. Right. Exactly. Very far right. So... I mean, this article is obviously trying to expose the evil parts of the Black Lives Movement. Um, it is unclear, though, if any of this is true. I mean, if you look at the post, I mean, it's clear what Malcolm is saying. I mean, Mr. X is saying, which I call him Mr. X. If he did post it, then it would be true flat out. This is what he said on his Twitter account. I think that's what news is now. You just look at somebody's Twitter. Right, see yeah. what he says and just repeat it to everybody else. And then uh, the author of this article here just goes on to list a whole bunch of other Twitters or tweets or whatever you call them supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, you know, supporting cops being killed. And I think the whole point of this is to expose the InfoWars agenda of the fact or the, the, yeah, the fact that they think Black Lives Matter is a movement to kill cops. Or a movement uh, to say that all cops are bad. I don't think that's that, what it is. You know that you don't think that that's what Black Lives Matter is. Yeah, Black Lives Matter isn't kill all cops. Cops suck. I think that's not what right. it is. I think some people make it to be that, that way. Especially, you know, from what I've seen, like on TV, there's like when people protest the Black Lives Matter, the the like the title would be in the bottom. The ticker would say. Anti-police protest instead of black. Well, that's Fox.com. Yeah, just anti. That's, that's yeah. So that's the Fox News ticker. If you saw it on CSNBC, uh-huh. it would say Black Lives Matter protest. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, the media is very good at uh, giving you what you what they want you to think. Right. Right. So. I agree with you. Um, Black Lives Matter is not anti-police, or it's, I don't think its intention is to to be anti-police. But a lot of the followers of the movement have made it that way. Yeah, that it's anti-police. We don't need the police. The police, all they do is kill black people. That's what it's turned into, and this all pretty much sprung from, like you said, the shootings of black people, unarmed black people, by cops. Um, they're. This is a huge race issue that we have now, and um, you know, most people will browsing through Facebook. They support the Black Lives Matter movement. 
I've uh, I've seen a whole bunch of hate for people saying all lives matter. Yeah. Um, you know, the comparison of saying all lives matter is like a, a fire truck going to a neighborhood with a burning house, but uh, spraying every single house instead of the, the <laughs> yeah, house yeah. that is burning. I, I the, think that's a bit of a stretch. Uh, I think I think they have a point. They have a point, but do you think that, that comparison is a bit of a stretch? Uh, not, yeah, it's a little bit of stretch, but it's kind of like you got to focus on the issue because what they're saying it's kind of like uh, you're you're making the like you you just like it's like a cup of coffee. I would say like. If you brew, if you brew it with a strong coffee, Black Lives Matter would be that coffee is strong, right? And then All Lives Matter would be like adding all this water, watering it down, and making the issue more everybody matters instead of the specific issue that's happening. The All Black Lives Matter hashtag is to tell everybody that Black people are getting killed and that their lives matter. Okay, okay. it's taken yeah, away yeah. from the point. So I, I I do agree with that, but how many people of the Black Lives Matter movement do you think that uh, they that's they don't even see that point anymore? It, that it's just we got to kill all the cops. I don't know. I don't really know the numbers. I'm not really sure. I mean, maybe the media is saying that all Black Lives Matter people are now is anti-police, but then majority of people maybe protesting are actually you know pro-black. Pro black doesn't always mean anti everything else, but then somebody would say if you're pro white, that means you're racist, right? Right. Both you can't really, tricky. Like back when we were in high school, college, there were always clubs, groups for every single ethnicity, but you can't have the white people group. No, because because then it suddenly becomes the Aryan Brotherhood. <laughs> That's what people think it is. They should call it the European Descended Group or something like that. Yeah, they have to call it something like that. What are they going to call it? White power? (laughs) Yeah, in in this country, white power has correlation with racism, but I know it's tricky. Very tricky. Tricky. So I actually skimmed through an article right before the show. Um, We might put it on next week's show because this is a continuing conversation here. Um, It's kind of questioning where Asian Americans uh, side with in the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, From my experience, they all side with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, they're for it, you know, anti-cop. Mm-hmm. Most people our age are just completely anti-police. Yeah, because it's the, the it's what we grew up, you know, the F the police, you know, the NWA, all that stuff. So, from from my experience with cops, I mean, most most my experience, yes, my personal experience with cops. Most from of the, them from the many there. times you've been arrested. <laughs> Questioned. But there's some bad cops out there, there, man. They have some power trip. They have a power trip, man. Right. But more majority of them, they're trying to keep the peace most of the time. I think people, cops are afraid of their own lives in certain situations. But when I see the videos of like Arlen Starling get shot and like, like you tell them you stay on the ground, but you already have them on the ground. It's kind of very, it kind of pissing me off a bit. You know, it, it kind of outrages me. Like, you already have a bunch of dudes on the guy. It's like, why did you have to shoot him on the chest? You can't subdue him that way. That's what that's what I'm saying. Right. When it was unnecessary. I mean, really, my philosophy is with every group of people, 
whether it's race or ethnicity or even cops or citizens, whatever it is, there's good people and there's bad people. So okay. it's 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 hard it's hard for me to follow the Black Lives Matter movement because it's so focused on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that uh it's all about the black people. It's not about exposing the good cops. Yeah, I mean it's not it's, because like I said before, man, the Black Lives Matter, the hashtag the movement is just to focus on the issue that black people are getting killed by police officers. It's to focus on that one point and that they want to change that for that one point. But nobody talks about other people being shot. I mean, there's white kids right. who get shot by so, police. So that begs the question, are black people getting shot by cops or are they broadcasting only black people getting shot by cops? Uh, the, especially, the media is broadcasting it more. It's a big, bigger topic to talk about. And it's all about the money. It's all about money and then people tune in more to that thing. I mean, it, it's not taken away from the fact that it is happening, but it, it is more pronounced more on the media. It's a, it's a very hard topic to side with at the moment. Uh, like I mentioned, this is an ongoing debate. It's an ongoing topic, so this isn't the last time we're going to talk about it. But let's, uh, let's head into our last uh, article here before we close up the show. So, you know, uh, going to university, when when did most of our professors grow up? During the civil rights movement. Correct. A lot of them are the baby boomers. A lot of them grew up with Bernie Sanders marching on the streets. And uh, actually did have professors and teachers who were part of the civil rights movement, and they would not stop talking about it. Correct. It was a different time at that time. In the Washington Post, there's an article by... Barbara Reynolds titled, I was a civil rights activist in the 1960s, but it's hard for me to get behind Black Lives Matter. That's already very controversial right there. She said, I support BLM's cause, but not its approach. So first of all, what do you think about that before we dive into her narrative here? The cause is being supported by her, but the approach, the strategy behind it, she says it's all wrong. It's completely wrong. It's, uh, yeah, I think uh, she has a point. I mean, in all movements, there's going to be people saying, hey, I like the message, but how they do it, I don't agree with. Same thing with Malcolm versus Martin Luther King Jr. You know, two different, you know, both of them were pro-black, but they had two different approaches. You know, some people would side with the other. Okay, so right now, is, is Black Lives Matter more Martin Luther King, or is it more Malcolm X? I think it's more it's more Malcolm X. Okay, and who is the Martin Luther King of today, then, if, they're, you know, if we even have one? I don't think that there is one. Is that a problem? I think if there was a Martin Luther King today, a lot of people would be, hey, you're siding with them. I think if there was a Martin Luther King today, he would be a conservative black person, you know. But Malcolm, Malcolm wasn't, in the beginning stages, Malcolm was anti-white from one of the speeches that I've heard him and watched him say. But he's very pro-black. That's what the Black Panther move, movement was. They're very pro-black. They just, they were, we don't need white people to take care of our own community. That's what I understood what the Black Panther movement was. So... It's very pro-black, anti-police from what I'm seeing in the media. All right. 
So um, the author here, Barbara Reynolds, quotes a rapper, Tef Poe. I'm not familiar with. Are you familiar with Tef Poe? No. So he was at a uh, St. Louis rally back in October protesting the death of unarmed teenager Michael Brown in Ferguson. And he says, this ain't your grandparents' civil rights movement. And she says, it's right. He's right. Uh, this whole movement is completely different from the 1960s civil rights movement. Uh, many people in her crowd, she says, admire the cause and the courage of the young activists, but uh, they completely disagree with the approach. And <clears throat> basically she says the movement seems to be more uh, an intention to reject their uh, old proven methods, she says. Proven. I don't know about that. Yeah, me, me too. It still that. exists, right? So it didn't really work. Yeah, proven. I mean, it did cause some change, but, you know, legally there was some change, but also socially right. it still legally, exists. Legally, you know, there were no more white-only fountains. Yeah, you know, we're segregation. We're talking about it today. Yeah, segregation in the South ended, but, you know, socially there's still some racism going around. So if you read through it, I mean, I think she got a lot of hate or I would assume she gets a lot of hate from writing all this, but she says in the protest today, it's hard to tell who is a legitimate activist and who is just people who are burning and looting. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, from what I've seen, I don't know who really is like the true, from from every from every protest that I've seen, there's always going to be a bunch of bad apples, as they say. But it's hard for me to tell who's really. Usually, the people holding the mics, the megaphone, they're always the uh, rep- representatives of the movement. They're always the people who are very pro Black Lives. They're not the mob people. They're not. They're not the people saying, "Hey, man, let's let's burn down all the businesses in the area." No, I don't think so. The demonstrations are peppered with hate speech, profanity, and guys with sagging pants that show their underwear. That seems like her age just kind of goes into that statement there. <laughs> sagging pants that show their underwear. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess in the 60s, everybody was suited up there another time. Everyone was a suit and tie. Right. This time is a different new time, so. So she also goes in and and writes about how in the 1960s movement, they had innate respectability because uh, the leaders were actually the heads of the black church as well. Uh, but now these leaders are not people, uh, you know, of spirit, spirituality, if you want to say it like that. The ethics of love, forgiveness, and reconciliation that empower black leaders like uh, King and Nelson Mandela. She doesn't state Malcolm X there, of course. Uh, in their successful quest to win over their oppressors is missing from this movement. So Martin Luther King was basically trying to, his goal was to, you know, not get rid of the oppressors, but make them understand, make them side with him. And she says this is non-existent in today's movement. Do you think that's true? Yeah, I think uh, today more of it is, today more of it is, we don't need the oppressors. We could take care of ourselves, more like Malcolm. Right. So, w- which one is the appropriate uh, strategy? Is it we we should get rid of the oppressors, or we should get the oppressors to side with us? 
Um, how, how can you get at a presser to side with you when uh, I think it's more of a, you, you take care of your business. We'll take care of our business. We don't need you. Stop killing us. Separate from them. So she actually does compliment uh, the curtain movie he- uh, here. She says that uh, back then, you know, it was all straight ma- black males who were the decision makers. And now the movement is actually rejecting the usual leadership style. Uh, they actually uh, take note of, you know, the, the gay black people, the black transgendered people, undocumented black people, incarcerated black people. So she compliments that that has improved um, because now we're actually looking at people who weren't being looked at back in the uh, 1960s movement. So mm-hmm. I kind of like that part. Um, you know, she criticizes them, critiques them, and then compliments them for, for something that they've uh, improved upon since the last movement. But still, the movement has remained too narrow in the focus. The movement has lost sympathy when it shouts down to those who dare utter all lives matter. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that there? Yeah, there is a lot of hate toward anybody who posts all lives matter. Hashtag all lives matter. It's like, oh, you're anti-black. That's what I noticed from what I've seen. There is a lot of hate for people. You know, it's, for me, it's just, it's just a choice of words. Yes, it, it it takes away from your movement. It takes away from the movement of black, hashtag black lives matter. But it is a choice of words, man. Isn't it just kind of like, for me, just as long as the cops stop killing on our black people. Okay, what, what about lives matter? What about that? Is that offensive? <laughs> Not really, man. If all lives matter, why, why do we still eat animals? That's That's what vegans would say. You're all, all right. Let's pretend you. you're not a vegan for a second here. <laughs> all right. What about this? Here's my, here's mine. Here's mine. Hashtag lives matter. Uh, but natural selection. <laughs> <laughs> is that offensive? But that is a part of life. Natural selection. It is. Yeah, no, it's not offensive to me, man. It depends who you are and you're up. What if you were black? All lives matter, but natural selection. I <laughs> I don't really know how that, you know, relates that much to it. So this lady here, she's obviously following the uh, classic critique, compliment critique. Oh, no, it should be compliment critique compliment. So she did it backwards kind of. <laughs> yeah, she's, she started off just completely just shitting on the movement and then complimenting it and then shitting on it again. So yeah. uh, who knows? Maybe that works. Um, but in my opinion, you know, I think someone who was part of the 1960s civil rights movement will relate more to this uh, article and this narrative here. Um, do you think everyone should read this? I mean, I mean, it's a good article just to check it out. I mean, we didn't grow up in the era, but from my what my professors have spoken of, we kind of dove into that era. I mean, we were taught this stuff ever since... Um, First grade? First grade is the first time I learned about Martin Luther King Jr. Do you remember the cartoon where the uh, the two friends, one black, yeah. one white, they find the watch? My my friend Martin, I believe is, is, is that title, what My Friend Martin. <laughs> That's one of the best cartoons I ever watched as a kid, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they find the watch and they go back in time and then yeah. uh, and then what, what happens? I can't remember. I think like he grew up, they, they go back to the sixties. I think in, in the, in the cartoon, he's in the nineties. And then when the kids go back 
to the 60s where he meets Martin Luther King as his friend. And he goes through the whole civil rights movement, everything like that. All right. That should be the homework assignment for this Black Lives Matter movement. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Needs to watch it. What's, yeah, what's in, needs to watch that. What's interesting is there's no My Friend Malcolm. We, well, we barely, we were never taught about Malcolm X until high school, in yeah, elementary that, school. I think that was a strategy you put for, you know, whoever created the curriculum. I think if we were taught about Malcolm when we were younger, we probably wouldn't understand it. Yeah, I guess so. It's like, you know, nobody teaches elementary school kids about economics or government. No, a but, little bit know. of government, a little bit of government, like during Revolutionary yeah. War. Right. I mean, we were young enough to understand the cartoon. <laughs> that was a good was, cartoon, man. It was a damn good cartoon, man. I would watch it again. I think they're the same creators from uh, Captain Planet, too. Is it? From, yeah, from the animation Is style. It? it was It was one of my favorite cartoons okay. as a kid. Always memorable, very memorable. Taught us about, you know, racism and all that. All right, now here, here's here's my final question before we close out the show here. What if we gave everyone in the Black Lives Matter movement and the cops a smartphone pre, okay. pre-downloaded with Pokemon Go? <laughs> do, do you think that would solve anything? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe if everybody was like like, like in our first, uh, first, first session, It'll bring everybody together. Instead of us killing each other, we'll just catch Pokemon together. Trade Pokemon. Instead of fighting each other in real life, we'll just fight each other's Pokemon. It's weird. Capitalism works in a weird way, man. I mean, this, this game has brought people out. You know, if, if, a, if a guy gets shot, like in the Black Lives Movement, Nobody protests on the street, but then this game comes out and everybody's walking out on the street doing something. It's kind of weird, huh? It is really weird, but it is a weird world that we live in. You got to keep that in mind. Uh, you know, people, and like you said, people chasing on the streets for invisible monsters. So, what what do you feel like uh, the next weeks or uh, the next upcoming weeks here are going to be about? Um, this Black Lives Matter thing isn't going to... Every time I turn on Facebook, that's all I see now. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be... I don't know what's going to happen, man. Like, how do you how do you prevent this from happening? There's going to be police training. But there's always... We've been hearing about this stuff forever, man. In, in 2016, I'm still surprised we're talking about... There shouldn't even be a Black Lives Matter movement. Like, we should just... I thought this was over already, you know, going up. Do you ever you hear know? the song um, from Michael Jackson, We Are the World? Yeah, I remember. I think yeah. we should get everybody in just one big auditorium and just play that song for them. <laughs> yeah, at that time, man, people were united at that time. Michael would play that song. You know, when he, <laughs> and when the, during the Haiti earthquake, everybody's hands were together. And then, like, all this stuff happens. It's It's very... It's weird, man. It's, oh, it is so, like, okay, I got it. You're saying that a natural disaster is going to bring people together. It's weird because catastrophe brings people together. It does. It's odd. It's a sad so, thing. You know what the next catastrophe is? Is the guy who created Pokemon Go is going to delete it. <laughs> and everybody unites and marches on the street together, <laughs> holding hands, saying, we want this back. Yeah, exactly. I, I th- th- This is a conspiracy from the Pokemon Go folks. They're going to get everyone to, you know, get so used to it. 
and then they're going to hit the, the red button that deletes everything. <laughs> you wake this, up one day and your Pikachu's gone. It's how you unite people. I think the Black 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 Lives Matter movement, I think it's going to go into the political spectrum now since the elections are coming up. Okay. All right. Here's another question. And this is the last question of the show. Where does the Illuminati come in on all of this? <laughs> With the Pokemon? <laughs> no. All of it. Pokemon or all Black Lives Matter? Well, well according to the Illuminati, Pokemon Go is probably linked to Black Lives Matter. Probably, man. And, and Beyonce. And Beyonce. And Jay-Z. And Beyonce. <laughs> and Kanye West. Uh, Pokemon should brainwash people into not believing in Black Lives Matter. Forget about the cop killings. It's just cast from imaginary Pokemon. Stay Scary on. thoughts. Are there black Pokemon? No, man. Pokemon are animals. I mean, <laughs> there probably is black colored Pokemon, but they're not, you know, African American. No. <laughs> it's just a question. Just a curious question. But the characters so, are all Asian, though. I know that. I wait, you're so. telling me, you're telling me Ash, whatever... Is that the main character, Ash? Yeah, Ash, Ash Ketchup. Ash yeah, Ketchum. He, he's an Asian kid. Yeah, they're all Asian. I believe so. In a, in an in imaginary world, I don't know what world they live in. This world, obviously. <laughs> they're all Asian. All right, well, I think that's the cue to close the show. <laughs> You've heard enough of us for this week. Uh, we'll meet you guys back next week. Uh, chances are we're going to be talking about more Black Lives Matter stuff. Um, possibly some more interesting things. Otherwise, we are signing off for the week. We'll see you next week. See you.